Alrighty, hello everyone and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. I'm Bruce Johnson, joined of course by my brother Jacob Johnson. Hello everybody. And today is Discussion Topic Friday. If you're new to the show, we discuss a topic every Friday. Shocking, I know, you never would have guessed that from the title. <clears throat> we have a roundabout way of naming things. I know, it's tricky. You'll stick with Weird. us, you'll catch on eventually. Um, check out our show website where you can get merch like this. You can probably see it if, if you're watching. See part of it at least. And it's the cool part. I lied. The cool part's down below. It's actually the verse. Um, so you can get this by going to trdshow.net. And uh, that's not free. But if you join our referral program, which we haven't talked about much on the show recently, you can get free merch. Ha <laughs> ha. Not this sticker. This is the spe- or not this shirt. This is the special edition shirt, but we have stickers. That's where my brain was going. We have stickers. And other shirts. We have mugs. <clears throat> and, other st- and other shirts and limited edition merch and all this stuff. So go to trdshow.net. Um, cool stuff. So today's discussion topic is courage, consola- courage and consolation for the cudgeled Christian. And uh, cudgeled, for those of you who don't know, I had to look this up because I, I like alliteration. And I was like, courage and consolation. And I know Christian's going to be in this title. Where's a word that starts with C? That means attack. And after talking to ChatGPT for about 15 minutes, because that guy just could not find the word I looked for, I was looking for. Finally, after lo- I'm like, okay, just give me give me 30 words, ChatGPT. That's all I'm asking for. And he this was buried in there somewhere. So, anyways, I looked this up. A cudgel is a is is a beater. It's like it's what the the cops in in England use because they they got no boom booms. Because, you know, guns are allowed because they don't like their citizens to be able to stand against them. Um, because they're tyrannical. guns, everybody. I do. What else would I mean? Sticks of dynamite. They don't have sticks of dynamite that they can chuck at their civilians. I just want to make sure that everybody understands. Okay. Thanks, Jake. Make sure that <laughs> the point is being made. Um, that my in- insane rants are somehow getting to the audience and making sense. Um, but... <clears throat> So a cudgel is that. It's a beater. Huge, huge stick. If you've been cudgeled, you've been beaten by the, the cudgel. So the for the cudgeled Christian, these are courage. These are verses of courage and consolation. For those of you who don't know. So if only Christians our, who have been beaten with sticks. With large sticks. That's right. Those are the only yeah. Christians that will get anything out of this episode. So if that's not you, stop listening now. No. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maybe if you are, you know, not particularly a cudgeled Christian, uh, maybe you just tripped and fell and it feels like you've been cudgeled, but you actually haven't. This is for you too. Um, so for those of you who maybe have been following our Instagram page, maybe you know that our Instagram page has been, uh, well, attacked, shall we say, by a mob of schoolyard bullies who biblically are called fools. Um, they're also called mockers, scorners, scoffers. A lot of different names for people like that. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I was talking to words. Jake in the pre-show. some good words. Yeah, some words Fruit that... Fruit of vipers, uh, you know. That's another one. Yeah. That's another good one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whitewashed tombs, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. worse than that, actually, because those are Christians. Um, so, one of those were Jews. But, uh, so, th- these people, my, my analogy for some of these people is it's a it's a gang of schoolyard bullies who are beating on this rock fist after fist after fist this is a massive rock by the way out of this massive boulder right 
and they think they're doing so much. And then the rock like moves a half an inch and settles into this position that like you couldn't move this rock now except with a crane because of what they've done, pushing it into this, wedged it into this spot with all their cudgeling <laughs> with their fists. Um, get that word in there. Word of the day, right? Some and of them now, could be using these, sticks. I mean, I don't know. Right. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> they're using all sorts of crazy things different directions and now this gang of schoolyard bullies are slapping themselves on the back giving each other high fives congratulatory remarks like we did it we beat the rock we beat the rock when in reality the rock is even firmer than it was before and they did nothing they've got a whole bunch of bloodied fists and they did nothing to the rock so but while the rock is being beat let's say someone was standing on top of the rock and they're kind of like, oh, no, we're on the rock. Like, oh, this is, this is a little scary. Like, what's going to happen? This is for you. <laughs> this is for Christians who are maybe a little like, oh, you're right. Some of the things the Bible says are a little distasteful to the human, uh, secular humanist mind. Oh, yeah, you're right. Saying we, we can't let, uh, we can't murder a baby in the womb, even if it's, uh, the mother is a victim of rape. We can't murder the baby? What? What, what? That's insane. That's cruel. We were called monsters on our Instagram page. How dare you, sir? Right? The, the incredulity of the idea that you wouldn't want to murder the baby because of what the father did to it. Oh, did to the mother? How could you? Right. Anywho. Oh, the logic <laughs> of man. And... Exactly. The logic of man. Um, <clears throat> so, for those of you who are a little bit, I don't know, taken aback, <clears throat> Maybe when they say, why don't you let people who just want to love, why don't you just let them love, right? To those people, and we stand our ground and say, no, the Bible says that's wrong to, for that. That's not a real marriage. Marriage is between a man and a woman, right? That's a real marriage, uh, not a man and a man or a woman and a woman. It's not marriage, right? That's, that's an abomination. Oh, it's distasteful. That's, that's worse than distasteful today. That's, that's how could you? You just basically murder that person. Now they're going to go commit suicide because of what you said. That's on you, right? Blood on your hands. Ha! Right. So to, <laughs> to, to the answer, why do we hold our ground as strongly as we do in the face of t- uh, attacks, brutish remarks, hurtful remarks, to be perfectly honest? Yeah. Yeah, they're hurtful. Sure. And if I actually chose to listen to them and l- take them to heart in any way, yeah, they would hurt. But... Here's why we don't. <clears throat> Here's why we don't do that. So before we get into those verses, we have to do what we always do, which is talk about our verse of the week. Our verse this week is a passage, Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 and 8. This passage says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Again, that's Galatians 6, 7 through 8. This is just one and a huge, huge collection of verses. And if you read your Bible front to back, it's hard to distinguish just parts. And the whole Bible, the whole message is one of hope, victory of the king reigning over all. But this verse in particular, I think is just providential that it showed up this week. Talking about you reap what you sow. What happens when you plant a seed in the ground? Well, typically, if it's a typical seed, you take this little tiny speck 
right? Nut spec can be all sorts of different things. It can be pumpkin. Could be uh, uh, it could be cucumbers. It could be tomatoes. It could be carrots. It could be potatoes. It could be all sorts of different things, right? You put it in the ground. You water it. What do you do tomorrow? Well, you water it again. Maybe you do some weeding. Okay, what about the day after that? Hmm. Largely the same thing. What about a week later? You still watering that? Yeah, yeah, usually. How about a week after that? Yep, mm-hmm. Week after that, oh, look, a small sprout. <laughs> so how long does it take for, it varies based on the plant, but time, lots of time. This is not instantaneous. Whatever you sow, you'll reap. Maybe not tomorrow, maybe not next week, maybe not even a month from now. Time. God is the God of time as well as everything else. <laughs> but time is there, right? And so um, God is this, a I think, is God. Indeed. In Amen. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's an even better way of putting it. Yeah. And so when people think they're planting seeds of wisdom in their eyes, right? The fool is wise in his own eyes. Um, they've like, I've got it all figured out. And I did it without the Bible. Ha ha, look at me. So great. I love leaning on my own understanding. It's so much fun, right? It's great. For how long? If you're lucky, not long at all. If you're unlucky, a couple years. And the sad thing with that is you are sowing seeds every day. You sow seeds in everything you do, right? You sow seeds with every thought, with every word. That's why we're supposed to take every thought captive for Christ. Every thought matters, not just the deeds we do, not just the words we say, but even our thoughts. And so when you're constantly deluding yourself, the fool says in his heart, there is no God in his heart. He didn't say it. He's thinking it starts in here, starts here. There is no God. There is no God. There is no God over and over and over again. The fool says this in his heart. What happens? He's planting seeds of destruction. And it says here, He's going to sow to his flesh and he's going to reap corruption from that, right? But that's not what we do. If we sow to the spirit, we'll reap what? Everlasting life. And that is the focus of our episode today. That's where we're at here. This is why we do what we do. This is why we can be so courageous. We can be so consoled, consoled, right? Consolated. There's the word. There's a word out there that I picked. Now I can't even say it. Mm -hmm. um, and this is why verses like this. All right. We're going to go, I think, back and forth, Jake. Does that work for you? Um, sure. Yeah. Just going cool through the list that we have. Yeah. Go through the list. Um, discuss it. We kind of put this list together. I picked some of them. He picked some of them as well. And so um, if there's a particular verse you want to pull out, feel free to do that too. Maybe go through the list right now and order them. We've not ordered this. This is an unordered list. So, um, but these are just some of our favorites. All right. Right off the bat, Romans three, verse four. And we talked about this on Wednesday too. Let God be true, but every man a liar as it is written that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings and mightest overcome when thou art judged. We talked about this a lot on Wednesday, so I'm not going to provide a ton of additional commentary or, or thoughts on this, but this is what goes through my head every time I read, you know, comments where people call you a monster, literally. 
<laughs> like this right here, <clears throat> like God be true, but every man a liar. If you're on God's side, what can man do to you? That's where we have to be. That's where we have to live. And when you don't live like that, you compromise. Mm-hmm. Because you think, oh, I don't have to be on God's side 100%. It's a little bit easier to be on God's side 90% and at least give a little bit to man, right? Because then he won't hate me as much. Anyone who's lived more than five years on this earth <laughs> can tell you, sorry, that ain't how it works. Uh, all right. Next verse, Jake, you want to go into that one? Yeah. Next verse <clears throat> is 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. And it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. I, I certainly love this beginning part, saying that our weapons of warfare are not of the flesh, but of divine power. We do not fight yeah. wars with weapons. We don't, we don't fight wars with, in a sense, guns. We don't fight our battles with that. And not to say we don't use guns, but right. that is not our main weapon. For we have you heard it here first, the- guys. Jacob hates the Second Amendment. <laughs> <laughs> um but that we have uh, an even stronger weapon. Uh, I think an analogy to describe this is Bruce and I were talking about um, before that we, we look at these different beliefs of pre-millennial, millennial post-millennial, and going through them, you have the, the pre-millennialist who comes up to this vault and is like, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't want to go in there and then walks away. The millennialist is like, I'll open the door. Uh, there's some weapons in here, but it's 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 not enough to go up up against the enemy. Uh, it's not enough. Let me just grab on. a shovel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just grab a shovel and walk away and just start digging your grave. Um, and yeah. then um, <laughs> but and then the the post millennial walks in and is like, okay, there's a decent amount of weapons here, but wait a minute, what's what's at the end of the vault here? There's a curtain. Oh, opens up the curtain, and he's like, oh, look. We have a nuke. Oh, what is the what does the enemy have again? Pitchforks. Yeah, I think we got this. <laughs> yeah, so I think we got in this. a sense, this is what it remind. That's kind of what it reminds me of, and that we have a stronger Amen. weapon. Our weapon is not is not this this earthly made thing of metal that works decently well that can destroy the body, but yeah. We have someone on our, our side that not only can destroy the body, but also destroy the soul. Hmm. So Amen. with that, go yeah. ahead, Bruce. That's fantastic. And the next verse actually is hand in hand with that. Um, who is it that's going to be destroyed? What, what exactly, how, how many of God's enemies we see in scripture outlined? There's a lot of God's enemies, right? How many? Psalm 110, 1 through 2 tells us, The Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. The Lord sends forth from Zion your mighty scepter, rule in the midst of your enemies. Psalm 101, uh, Psalm 110, verse 1 and 2, sorry. Um, And 
this is expounded on. We've talked about how this is God's favorite Bible verse, right? <laughs> Lots of times. Um, but this is expounded on in, in other verses as well. It talks about every enemy will be made his footstool. Every enemy. The last enemy, this gives you the caliber of enemies. Well, what, what sort of enemies? Well, <clears throat> included on this list, the last one is death itself. <laughs> That's the caliber of enemies we're dealing with here, right? It goes so much further than just mere mortal enemies of God, right? Um, so anyways, I, I thought that that was really interesting. Uh, I'll grab the next one if you, if you don't mind. And then if you wanted to take the one after that, does that work for you? I figured you might. Cool. <laughs> Sorry. I love this one so much. <laughs> um, I, I was covenant. half like, oh, he's going to let me take it. And then and then it's like, <laughs> okay, oh, okay. Well, if you really okay. want it, you can take no, it. No, 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 no. That's fine. It's your verse. It's your verse. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. All right. Here we go. Psalm chapter 2, verses 2 through 4. The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, let us burst their bonds apart and cast their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord holds them in derision. Psalm 2, 2 through 4. This is probably one of my favorite verses or passages. All of Psalm 2, really. Okay, let's broaden it. The book of Psalms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but th this, is, this is just incredible. The kings of the earth, the rulers... The men, the most powerful people on the planet, George Soros today, Bill Gates, Elon Musk, um, uh, fake President Biden, really his handlers, whoever's actually controlling him, right? Putin, uh, Xi Jinping, all of these people, these rulers all come together, take counsel against the Lord, against his anointed, against his king, King Jesus. And they say, let us burst their, their bonds apart and cast their cords from us. And we talked about this more in depth in a previous episode. They're bound and they know it. They're mm. bound by the law of God and they know it, right? They know the truth, but they suppress the truth and unrighteousness. They have no excuse for the truth about God has been made plain to them. There's no way that they can delude themselves fully into saying, we can do whatever we want. They know it and they want to cast apart the bonds that are around them that God graciously restrains them with. But when they do these evil things, when they act in these horrible, horrible ways, God sits in the heaven and laughs because he knows their end. He knows that they're not really in charge, right? Man makes plans, but who is it that actually allows those plans to come to fruition? The Lord does. And so this passage shows and reminds us that even though the most powerful people on the planet think they're in charge and think they can cast apart the bonds of God. Nope. Sorry. God laughs at you. <laughs> it's the idea that you could do that. It's laughable. Um, all right. You want to take the next one, Jake? Yeah, I wanted to move down a little bit. And move on to a, a different verse. So we, we've talked a lot about these verses showing the fact that God is powerful and he is on our side. If we follow him, he will protect us. He will be on our side. So, mm -hmm. and that's, you know, that's important. 
But I want to move on to a verse that talks specifically to us. Specifically, what are we supposed to do? Um, 1 Corinthians 16, 13 through 14 says, Be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong, let all that you do do um, that you do be done in love. There we go. Mm. Um, and the specific one, be strong, stand firm, act like men. And through all of this, because you know that God is on your side, you can do what you do in love. You, you, Amen. you should have the confidence when talking with someone to know God is on your side, right? When these people attack, God is on your side. Be confident and say what you say in love, stern, sternful love, strict love, not, not, um, compromising. Right. Not compromising on what you believe, not compromising yep. in any of the, the strong language that the Bible uses, but do so in love, knowing that you can do so in love. You don't have to be fearful. So I will yeah, move it that's on. Great. I, that's great. Um, well, I'll just, I have a quick one here. Um, because we are a little short on time. We got a long list and not a lot of time to go through the list. First Chronicles 29, 11. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. First Chronicles 29, 11. So that speaks for itself. <laughs> I mean, it's it's comprehensive. It's everything. It's greatness, power, glory, victory, majesty, everything in the heavens, everything in the earth, the kingdoms, the kingdom, and everything. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Christ. Sounds familiar. So this this should fill you with confidence because if you are acting as a king and priest of him, this is what's backing you up, right? When it seems like you're all alone out there, no backup, you got nothing, right? Being mocked and scorned, you can remember these verses. You can remember this truth and think, oh yeah, I got, I got the best backup in, in the universe, Huh. How about that? <laughs> Reinforcements always around the corner. Yeah. Amen. Um, yeah, you, you want to take the next one or a different one? Or? I want to take uh, Proverbs 28.1. I think this mm. one is very important. And I want to tie it back into your analogy. Um, uh, but Proverbs 28.1 says, The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. I wish it would continue. I feel like just having a little bit more of that <laughs> would be strong. Yeah. But the ending to this is, is powerful as it is. The wicked flee. Let's let's think about this. Let's let's put this in our heads. Let's imagine this. Like what Bruce was saying in his analogy, the foolishness that we can punt that 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 the that the atheists or our enemy can punch a rock and think that they've won. 
is completely <laughs> and utterly foolish. The same thing here. The wicked flee when there is no one chasing them. When there is nothing to flee from, they flee. You're standing there, and this guy's running past, and you're looking around <laughs> what is happening. <laughs> Screaming his head off, tearing his right. clothes. <laughs> like, right, right. And, and there's no one there. <laughs> and I wanted to tie this also into another verse, which talks about, um, and I'm not going to bring up the verse specifically, hopefully just me mentioning it brings it back to mind for people, but talking about Satan walks around roaring like a lion looking for the next person he can consume. However, it also says that he who uh, says no, who he who resists the devil. Yeah, right. Exactly. Thank you. Resist. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> he who resists him, this big lion that is roaring, that is looking to consume, will run. Amen. The person who says no. Hmm will have lions running from them. Wow. And Dude. that we are to be bold as a lion, not like that lion that runs, <laughs> but bold as a lion who stands as king of the jungle. Yep. Amen. Which coincidentally you'll notice is uh, part of our logo, which you can get at trdshow.net, by the way, in sticker and mug form. <laughs> <laughs> all right so um next passage first corinthians 15 24 through 26 this when i was studying post-millennialism and studying a lot of those passages of victory because what you know one pastor who, who i disagree with on an eschatological level said a very interesting thing that I actually, I think is fair. People, generations tend to sway back and forth and certain eschatological positions tend to rise to the surface depending on the surroundings, what's going on around them, right? So today, premillennialism pre -millennialism is at an all-time high. Things are bleak. Things don't look great. Oh no, the world looks like it's coming to an end. So it's pretty easy when someone comes along and says, well, yeah, that's because it is. Haha, uh -huh. check this out. I figured it all out. It says the world's going to end in 10 years, and here's why. And they lay out the plan, and yeah, and you're like, oh, man, I can actually see that happening, right? It's so easy to fall into that idea. What's not easy to, to say today is, you know what? Christ is still king, and he actually says this world is going to get better, that the world is increasingly being filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. That's weird. <laughs> what? In today's day and age? that uh, Look around, man. Are you, you live under a rock? That's not happening at all. How can you say that? Well, I believe in a God of miracles. And I believe in a God who rose from the dead when everything looked like it was over. And after he rose from the dead, he said a very strange thing. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him. And so this passage is, is very interesting. And that's why this was, this was so potent to me when I first read it, when I was learning about post-millennialism. 1 Corinthians 15, 24 through 26. Then comes the end. 
when he delivers the kingdom kingdom to God the Father after destroying every rule and every authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. And we talked about that earlier in this episode. That's the caliber of enemies we're dealing with here, right? Death itself. <laughs> it makes some no-name anonymous scoffer on the internet who calls you a name seem like, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I totally care about your opinion of me. Sure. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, my God is going to destroy death itself. But no, I, I care about what some scoffer on the internet says. Um, cowardly behind his keyboard. Mm-hmm. Yep, sure. Right. All right. Let's wrap this up. Dude, what is what do you think we should end this on? What's the what's the verse? <sighs> I, 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 I should have saved that Proverbs one because I think that's quite powerful. <laughs> um, but I like Ephesians. I don't know about you. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll move on to the next one uh, okay. to because these two are very similar. Uh, mm-hmm. Joshua one nine and Deuteronomy thirty one six. Um, do you want me to go through both of them? Just read them uh, quite quick. Probably just one. Just one. Actually, just one. the Deuteronomy okay. one would be would be great. Yeah. So they are very similar, and I would suggest go back and read Joshua one nine. But we will cover Deuteronomy thirty one six, and it says also, be strong. Oh, sorry. Oh, man, the delay. I was going to get you before you started. Also, Ephesians 1, 19 through 22. Go ahead. Okay, okay. So this is Deuteronomy. And, yeah, Deuteronomy 31, 6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. For it is the Lord, your God, who no- who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Uh, same thing, as I was saying, as you know, Bruce was mentioning reinforcements are just around the corner that you will never be alone and stay strong even though it may seem like you're the only one uh we follow we follow the lion when everybody else goes a different way that's a reference back to our wednesday episode so go check that out (laughs) yeah there it is sweet thank you jake uh thank you all in the audience for watching or listening to us today please share this episode you are our marketing campaign. We could use the help. Thanks. TRDshow.net is the website. Send us an email, trdshow at protonmail.com. We're looking forward to seeing you on Monday when we're back yet again with current events from a biblical perspective. Until then, have a great rest of your weekend. Have a wonderful Lord's Day. And remember, everyone, in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord. <laughs>